Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good day at work today. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, they hired somebody to help me. Oh, they did find yep. it. They did while I was gone. Okay. The person I asked for. So I. And the first. And the person you asked for yet? Yep. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Oh, it's a good day. How's your day? What's that? How's your day? Well, I got uh, a text this morning saying that uh, the one that I work with, the uh, kids are pukey, so I had to go in early. So on uh, Tuesday after a long weekend, those are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all in all, actually, it wasn't a bad day, actually. It turned out uh, not too bad, so. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did your day fly? Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it did. Kind of. Yeah, like, that, mine did. Like, it's like, oh, we're doing the podcast now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> so fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Explain what we're doing today, Todd. Well, we did the verses with with uh, you and I last time with uh, with me. Yep. So this time I was going to do it uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, what it is is I'm going to ask you some questions. All right. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two options, and uh, you're going to tell me what option you prefer, um, and why. Awesome. So yeah. just just to be clear, we've lifted this game from the Bunny Ears podcast. So we'll give them props on the invention of the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love that podcast. <laughs> I can't uh, heap enough praise on it. It is very entertaining. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, just real, real quick. Yeah. Um, before we start the game, I do right. want to announce... Um, that uh, the podcast I've made it available on a few more services. It's available okay. on TuneIn, okay, and Streaker. Streaker and uh, oh, sorry, not Streaker, a uh, Stitcher. My mistake. It's available on Stitcher now as well. Okay. Um, if some people are having trouble finding the podcast on, like, they can't see it in their podcast player because not everybody uses iTunes. Right. Um, or uh, Shoutcast or whatever the hell the iTunes one is called. If you can't find my podcast, email me, message me, get a hold of me, let me know, hey, it's not available on here. I will continue to strive to have the podcast available as, in as many locations as possible. You shouldn't have to download a different podcast player just to listen to Sean Geek. Just let me know. If I'm missing any, please let me know and I will spread the word. Sweet. Okay, that's it. That's all I get for ads. Okay. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the questions? I'm ready for the questions. Okay, first question. Marvel versus DC. Oh. I'm going to answer, so instead of having it be a straight versus, as in which one do I like more than other than the other, I'm actually going to flip this a little bit and say, not in terms of quality, but in terms of which, which set of heroes would... The characters, yeah. Yeah, which, which set of characters would defeat the other set of characters. So oh, a, defeat. Yeah, so in a straight... <laughs> Uh, you know, if Superman was beating on Thor, like D Superman from DC was beating on Thor from Marvel, I will give we DC, could, I will give DC the win. We, we we could do a whole episode of of one versus the other from each comic. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, DC their their heroes are less grounded and way more powerful than in general than the Marvel heroes. Oh. So I will give it to the DC heroes. Uh, personal favorite, I prefer Marvel because they're not that powerful. But uh, yeah, more variety or more more popular. 
characters, maybe? No? Um, the characters in Marvel are more popular than DC. But DC okay. has, like, overall, like, per, per capita, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. But DC definitely, uh, between uh, Superman and Batman, they win the popularity race. But that, okay. But uh, sales figures go with Marvel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, second question. Yes. Okay. Also referring to comics, the way that old comics were written versus the way the new comics are written. Because I'm sure the the authors or the people who wrote them, I I don't know if it's a rotating these different people or it's always the same writers. So I guess it would be the writers from yesteryear versus the writers of today. Oh boy. Oh boy! But you would have to, yeah, and I'm sure you have a lot of experience with the older stuff and the newer stuff, so you should be able oh, to. I, I certainly do. Um, oh man! Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you might be able to explain. It might take a while to explain this one. Yeah, I think so. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I, obviously, the writers of yesteryear. I mean, that's the stuff I grew up on. I learned how to script comics based on how they were done back in the old days. When, well, back when I started, anyway. Um, I mean, Stan Lee, uh, you know, all the all the original guys, uh, Len Wein, uh, Marv Wolfman. They, God, all those guys are like. I mean, I wouldn't be into comics if it wasn't for them. But that being said the intricacy with some of the writers in this generation right. Kurt Busiek J. Michael Straczynski like those those two guys are my two favorite writers of all time like easily my two favorite writers of all time and mm-hmm. they're kind of from not from I mean they're older older guys that got into comics a little bit later I think but mm-hmm. they're solid they're so solid uh, and they're intricate and they're they're not just saying the same stories over and over again, rehashing. They're right. they're really creative in how they approach character legacy characters that have been around for seventy years. They can still make right. a character interesting. Right. And there's no two writers on the planet that work that well other than those two guys. Those are easily my two top favorite new guys. And it's to the point that I read I try to read anything that these two writers put out. In the old days, I wouldn't follow a writer as much. I would follow the company. So I think the new writers uh, have the edge by a small, small margin. Right. They've kind of honed the the whole thing. Like, it's not... Like, originally it was all the meat and potatoes. Now they've kind of uh, lean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, streamlined it, no? Or, yeah. or, or there's more to the story. There's more backstory. Or yeah. There's more. There's more of something. The only the only issue I have is with the style of how comics are written nowadays. Other than those two gentlemen, uh, a lot of the new crop of writers are on a title for a very short amount of time, and then they move on to another title. So, um, in terms of quality of writing overall, the quality of writing overall is way way under what it used to be. With, with those two writers being the exception. Um, right. A writer will be on an issue for six months, and then he's gone. Oh. Like he'll, he'll move on to something else. There's very few writers, and I, it, it might be the industry, because they might put a writer on a title, and because it doesn't turn numbers over within like three months to, the, to, the, to their liking, they'll pull right. a writer off before he's had a chance to tell his story oh. and then by doing that you're you've started character arc that's three issues long or six issues on and then you're on to another character arc and they end storylines too quickly because yeah just the whole way the industry works it doesn't well, favor long term writers right? unless you're established well that kind of sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like for example like when I wrote my Simca comic right that yeah. was that was plotted out as a three year arc so 36 issues if I'd have been cut off at 12 issues it would have been right. shitty 
but the story just built and built and built and built so that when you get to the end it's like the payoff is so worth it but if I'd have done that in 12 issues the payoff would have been that's pretty good but because I had three years to tell the story and no one you know said well you gotta cram this into 12 issues Mm -hmm. I was able to have you know a multifaceted story with all these layers and all these uh, character arcs like so much better right but I couldn't have done it in 12 issues it would have sucked huh well it's interesting how do you like them apples yeah pretty good (laughs) now I have a question for you yep Uh, okay and this is kind of related to comics because and the reason I'm asking is because I've seen this on TV and it like years ago you know soap operas you know you know soap operas like yep. uh, all the ones Days that are our lives another world yeah all those are, yeah <laughs> general hospital okay. yeah so I had the TV on the other day and the, I think it was a, we had the day off or it was something uh, it was a holiday and of course soap operas are on in the afternoon right and I've never noticed this before, but all of a sudden you see these people talking on their cell phones, and then now they're reading their cell phones and they're reading it to the to the audience, right? And I'm thinking back in the day, they never had this extra thing that they did with with the cell phones. They've had to integrate it, you know, in, in the whole thing. Now, in comics, have they have they taken the characters and the superheroes and put them in a certain world and that's that's kind of like the box that they're in and they stayed in? No. Or have they evolved into um, in, into today's world with, with all the uh, the newer technology and, and, and such? So the way they've done it, and there's there's a few articles about this that maybe I could find one to, to link in the, in the podcast here, but um, they have an altered timeline so in the comics what may take 10 years to tell in our time in real time might have only happened over two or three months in the comic books so um so the the time progression works that way now in terms of they don't really reference years or they try to avoid referencing years so even though the story is obviously in the modern day it's not necessarily taking place in 2018 maybe is taking place in 2020 because by the time we're in 2020 that was you know three months of real time but it was you know 20 years of time in comics that took place so the the technology side of it is one of those that's kind of really weird because you'll get spider-man using a payphone or a or a landline and now like spider-man uses cell phones all the time you know, he shoves it into his utility belt, or not utility belt, but you know what I mean. Right. Or um, you, you things like that. Like so, the the advance of technology from when Spider-Man started, for example, to now. Considering in comic terms, it's just months that have gone by. So, for example, right. Spider-Man is only considered to be like thirty-five years old in the comics. Right. But he was obviously he, he was created in 1962 or 63. So, so but he he started out using telephones, old school rotary dial telephones and he's using a right. cell phone now. So I don't know how they explain the advance of science, but I think the idea is everything started, you know, maybe 10 years ago in a Marvel timeline. 10 or 15 years ago in a Marvel timeline and Spider-Man is only aged like 15 or 20 years right. in that time but it's really been 60 years but the technology so I, cannot, I don't know if I'm explaining this properly so in, well, in, in I, essence I, I, if it's the year 2020 right. now in comics it's actually 2018 but say it's 2020 in comics the universe only started in 85 or 88 so it has only progressed 20 years but the technology started really archaic 20 years ago within the pages of the comic but there was a quick evolution 
a quicker evolution in technology within the comic. Shorter turnaround now, time. Now, does J. Jonah Jameson still in the Spider-Man comics? Uh, yes. Now, does he does he have a smartphone, a flip phone, an archaic Motorola cell phone, or just a regular phone? Uh, he has a cell phone. He has like a has modern a cell, phone. cell phone, yeah. Okay, now, does Superman still change in the non-existent telephone booth? No, he does not. <laughs> no. They've no. actually uh, uh, evolved where he changes. Um, he can do it so fast that nobody can see him changing anyway, so he doesn't oh. do it in a phone booth. Okay, it's not like the movies. I mean, the movies are the whole back case. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, with with all these different heroes, and they all have their own things. But in the comic world, it was always like this is how they changed. This is what they did. But now, as time has gone on, has that changed? Yeah. Well, one thing they do, and it's almost like every ten years or so, they kind of rewrite the comics. They ret. It's called retconning. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll they'll take. Um, they'll take everything that happened before and kind of retell it again so they might revise the origin a little bit and modernize it somewhat right and just kind of wipe out certain things that have happened because they don't make modern sense anymore and kind of ret so it's called retconning so so they're just updating yeah so for example when Spidey was in high school Spidey had a cell phone in high school when he was in high school. Okay. So they might retcon exactly the science of how he became Spider-Man just a little bit because at the time they they invented science, they invented a science to how he'd become Spider-Man, but now it's like, well, you know what? It's a little bit different now. There's actually technology out there that could help him become Spider-Man that makes more sense than what originally was stated. I don't know if Spider-Man's the best example, but they'll kind of retcon how how, kind of like the backstory almost. Yeah, like... The, the, there's more detail. Yeah, yeah. So they might, they might go back like 10 more years in history on the character, for example. Because um, originally the origin was um, like Batman, his parents were killed. And then when he was 16 or 18, he dedicated himself to avenging his parents. They're avenging their death. Like now, a prequel. Well, that's that was the story back in back in the day. But then they filled in his time from when his parents were killed to when he started training and how he got the training. Because originally he just trained in every martial arts. But then, like in the movies, they retconned it to say, well, Batman actually trained under the uh, the League of Shadows, and that's how he got all the training. He didn't just you know go to dojos and. You know, learn every single martial art, or read books, or he, he learned the martial arts in a different way. Now you talk about the comic? Yep. The movies, the movies well, well like, the movies retconned it to make it make more yeah, modern but, sense, but the comics have also done it maybe in slightly different ways. Well, how many Batman movies are there? Uh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> so like, wow, well, you trained by this guy with this movie and this guy another movie. Well, there was like the it, original. Everything changed. There was like three or four with Mike like started with Michael Keaton and then there was three other ones that came after that that Christopher Nolan did and then they reinvented Batman again and Batman v Superman okay uh, so who, who, is, who does Batman belong to Marvel or DC 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 okay now for every time that they want to say a producer wants to do a movie so what do they do just go to DC you know we want to we want to do another Batman movie again um, so here's X amount of dollars. Uh, this is what we want to do. Uh, you guys don't have to look over the script or anything. Or like, like, how does that work? Do they have to kind of go into it and, and approve it? Well, Warner, or do they just well, say, just give us the money? You do whatever you want. No. Uh, well, the way it works is Warner Brother owns D Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. Ah, uh, okay. So only they can make DC movies. So Warner Brothers is the only one that's making the Batman movie. Correct. Okay. Yeah, they well, can't. If someone else is going to do it, they have to do it through Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers well, gets to to vet uh, if a, like a little indie, in, like a smaller studio is going to do it. But basically, it's a Warner Brothers distribution. Warner Brothers calls the shots. It right. calls the shots to the point that 
the, the comic side of it. The comic side of it doesn't actually have any creative control or has less creative control over the movie than you'd think. So the studio may say, Warner Brothers is a studio, may say, um, we really like those Batman movies Christopher Nolan did. They were nice and dark. So every DC movie that's going to come out has to be nice and dark. The, the DC comics are like, well, we don't think that's the way you should go because that's not how DC comics is. It's actually very light and it's more light and fluffy than like Marvel is. Right. You know, it's more fantastic. It's it's less gr grim and gritty. But because Warner Brothers had so, had so much success with a gritty Batman, everything else has to be gritty now. While Marvel Studios has has even though they're owned by Disney, they're giving carte blanche on how they're going to make their movies, and Marvel right. owns the rights to their characters. Even though Disney has the rights to Marvel's characters, they're letting the Marvel Studios company, which is the movie side of Marvel, have 100% control over their characters. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't, you know, don't change something that works. If it's exactly. working, don't screw it. Yeah, don't, and that's, don't, don't have Mickey Mouse pop in, you know, on, on a surprise episode, on a guest appearance. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just do what you do best, and and that's yeah. And everyone but, will be but Disney does have a lot of rules that Marvel has to follow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so public image of their heroes. So any of the actor that plays a hero in a Marvel movie has to have uh, an impeccable public um, facade. Right. So they can't go out, you know, getting hammered in public. Uh, they can't. They can't make particular comments. They always have to remain in shape. So if they're going to be seen out in public, they have to maintain that look of the superhero. Because if a fan runs into Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, Chris Evans needs to look like Captain America. He can't, you know, have a big paunch, you know, be out of shape and... So they, they actually Disney actually imposes those rules upon their upon their uh, actors, which is why James Gunn got fired because they found some old stuff and say, hey, this doesn't match with you know the good guy image that Mark that DC has. So you're out of here. Right. <laughs> but okay. now, but having said that, Warner Brothers is now has. One of the guys from Warner Brothers has moved over to the... One of the guys from DC Comics has moved over to Warner Brothers to be the uh, person in charge of the DC movies. So they've actually got a figurehead from the comic side of things to help the movies out because Warner Brothers has recognized that they've screwed up their movies and they're not as profitable as they could be. That there's some sort of disconnect with the audience that maybe that their vision is not the right vision and maybe they should trust someone from the comic side. Right. So that's that's a, a good step forward. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You ready for the next question? Yep. We have time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, i got about like five minutes. Oh, okay. Comic-Con versus Key-Con. Key-Con. Hands down. Okay, but why? Why? What's, what, what are the differences between both? And which what do you like and dislike between both? Comic-Con... Comic-Con, and it could be San Diego Comic-Con or it could be the Winnipeg Comic-Con. Comic-Cons are media cons. They're not comic book conventions. I know they're called a comic book convention. But I mean, they, that's what I thought they were. Yeah, but they're, they're <laughs> not at all. It's all about... It's all about movies movies and TV shows now yes superhero stuff has been made uh, has made the jump to the big screen and the small screen but that's Comic Con used to be about all the writers and the artists and the editors and the publishers and it's not about that they do have a presence there but it's overshadowed by the Hollywood side of things so and you pay for everything pay to wait in line, you pay 
to get an autograph. You pay to speak to somebody. You pay to get a, a, a selfie taken. You pay oh, okay. to you you pay to go into a conference room and listen to somebody talk. You pay for this. You pay for that. KeyCon is a social convention, in that it's a convention to meet the creators of things, as opposed to the actors that represent what was created. Right. So it's okay. more the writers or the illustrators or in some in some cases it's the actors but they have to be social people there's rules to KeyCon that require that the the guests they have have some sort of interaction with the audience that you basically pay an all in price to go to the convention so you can do anything at the convention that you want right versus you know a comic con where you pay you pay an exorbitant amount to get in the front doors and then you pay an exorbitant amount for anything that you want to do within. So KeyCon can cost me 60 bucks for a weekend. Right. Comic-Con can cost me, you know, a few thousand dollars for the weekend. Okay, I've got 600, but okay, a few thousand. No, a few thousand. From 60 to 600, but I know, over a thousand. I know someone that spent $3,000 at a convention in Edmonton. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've never been to the Comic-Con portion of it. And I've, you and I have gone to the KeyCon one, and, and we've had uh, podcasts regarding those, but I, I've never actually been to the Comic-Con one. When, I, when, I, when someone says Comic-Con, the first thing I, that comes to mind is the front of either a DC or Marvel comic, uh, and whatever characters are there, uh, people are dressing up as those characters, Um and then there's different booths for say say where there would be different movies that were out at the time, and they would have either either the producer or one of the actors or, or one of the writers or something uh, to talk to regarding that. But from from what I'm gathering, this is all um, either uh, of its promotional based and product based, like they're trying to push their wares type thing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're prom- yeah. Well, I, I think. Like artist artist alley at Comic Con in Winnipeg, um, it does promote the artists and the writers, and you can go down that alley. The difference there, and you know, I've done it many times. I've gone in. Hey, there's you know one of my favorite artists or one of my favorite writers. I can actually go over there and talk to him or talk to her. Right. Um, now they they are selling swag, and you can buy swag. But if mm-hmm. you just want to talk to them, or you have stuff that you've already bought and you want them to sign, you can do that. But I think in that way, by having there not being really an associated cost with them being at the convention, they're actually pushing their brand more than anything. Hey, I'm the guy that writes Avengers comic books. I want people to buy Avengers comic books. If they get a chance to meet me and they like me and they see how nice I am, they might actually think about buying the comic book. So it actually helps push sales of comic books. While on the other side, I think it pushes people to go see movies, but it's not really because people are already excited to go see the movie. Right. And they're only going there because they're, I don't know, it, it, it's a little different, but but yeah, like okay. KeyCon, if they could make Comic-Con in such a way that, okay, you know what, I, we know it's expensive, but if you could say, oh, look, I'm going to pay $1,200 for the weekend, for example, but that gives me access to everything. You know what? People would actually pay that price because they're already paying thousands of dollars. And, um, and then they're waiting in lines and there's so much waiting in line. Like you'll, (laughs) you'll spend three or four hours waiting in line and you're missing like 10 other panels in the meantime. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's not conducive it's not a place where you can go and see a lot of stuff. You're going to see three or four things because it's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of expense. So you're either hindered by your budget or hindered by your time. Right. Right. KeyCon, I literally could do, you know, 15 or 16 panels over the weekend. If I Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, one every hour, still do the social and still have, you know, time off to do other things. And it still only costs you the price to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then you can, and you don't even have to, well, I mean, and food. I mean, you go to any kiosk, they're going to charge you like, ruthless amounts of money 
for for crap. Yep. <laughs> and these places, and we went to KeyCon, it was like, this is homemade stuff people are making yeah. in their crock pots, bringing it in, they charge you a buck. It's like, wow, you get a drink and, a, and, a, and food and, and, you know. Yeah, and they're just trying just, to cover their costs. All they're trying to do is cover their costs. Like, hey, you know, I was getting a room anyway. Yeah. And I've opened I the mean, room up. And it's costing me something to do the room. But then they have giveaways. They've got like 50-50 draws. And then that's how they make their money back on the room. And, yeah. you know, and then they're, they're, I mean, they're still making money on the food. But they're not making, you know, 10 bucks a plate no, no, on no, food. No. They're making, you know, 25 cents or 50 cents or, or whatever. Just word of most. But, Someone's got chili down on the, the, you know, room four. I mean, okay, that's, that's your advertisement right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, and then if people will vote for your room based on, oh, we really like that room. So if people vote for your room, KeyCon right. will actually pay them for running that room. Like, that's that's the prize you win. Right. So the, basically, they're, they're two different animals. Altogether. They're not even the same. Yeah, they're, they're not, not even, even in the same realm. There aren't many social cons out there. It is a rare thing because they don't make as much money, I guess, maybe. I, I'm not really sure. But I, I prefer the ability to sit down and talk to somebody like I was talking to, um, Starbuck or not Starbuck, Apollo from uh, Valstar Galactica, the original guy. Oh, okay. Richard Harris. I actually right. had a chat with him. Wow. He was there. He was, and I just went over and I talked to him. Okay. You talking KeyCon or this, 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 this was, this was I just Key went over Con. and talked to him. Actually, he, he talked to me. He pointed me out first. Because I guess I had my chrome dome. <laughs> and then uh, he came over and talked to me after. And we had a chat. Like, you know, a few minute chat or whatever. But, like, those are the kind of guests they get. If you're not a social guest and you're just going to um, do a panel and you don't want to interact with your audience, they don't want those people at, at a KeyCon type event. Well, I've, I've noticed that too. Because the, the ones that were at the panel, like the... the the key people that were coming, they were there throughout the whole thing. Like you could, like yeah. you'd be standing next to them. Like they'd be, you know, you're, you they're standing next to you waiting for chili. No, what's that? <laughs> They'll be standing they're next to you waiting for chili. chili. And they're going, hey, there's good chili. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like you know, it, sit down it, and, and have a chat while, while you're eating. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a whole different ball game. And I, and I truly like the way Kikon is run. And you and don't even have to you... be an Uber nerd either. That's the thing. Like, there's nope. just lots to do. Like, you're not an Uber nerd at the level that I am. No, I, but, I mean, but you still have a great a lot, time. Lot, yeah, I mean, all the stuff like this Marvel DC. I don't know any of all this stuff. Like all this in the the new comic writing, the Marvel, the DC thing. I, I never really followed all that. I know, I know the characters and who they are, but who you know, what brand they belong to, and all the background stuff. That that stuff oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I know you know all that. Yeah, I do. And it's uh, that way, and and this way. I mean, other people that are listening, they'll go, "Oh, you know, there might be you know stuff they didn't know, or, or I'm sure there's stuff they know that we don't know either." But um, but it's nice to be able to you know to get that out there. Hey, Keycon, you just got a free plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for my, I'll, we'll wait for the check in the mail. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, and while we're on the plugging for Keycon, hey. If you want the Sean Keek podcast at KeyCon next year, why don't you drop me a line? We'd uh, where? We'd lo- where? Uh, yeah. I think you. I think there's a website called SeanMcGinnity.ca. You can go to and uh, you where? can actually SeanMcGinnity.ca. SeanMcGinnity.ca. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, Good go know. there and then uh, you can just <laughs> drop me a line right on the website and say, "Hey, Sean Geek, could you come and do KeyCon for us this year?" And uh, I think uh, we would probably say yes. Just putting yeah. it out there. Yeah, just putting it out. <laughs> we have two thousand, over two thousand streams a month. We're we're global. We're everywhere. Um, we have a for some reason a strong listenership in Sweden, Great Britain, Australia. Is that wow. that just came on board? We got some people in Australia, a bunch of Americans. Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, so like people all over the place are listening to this thing. Um, we're not a, uh, regional podcast, uh, unlike some other ones, we're actually a global podcast. So, Hey, if you want some representation at Geekon from a global podcast, um, I'll do two or three panels or four panels all weekend. You know, I'm sure Todd will join me too. Yeah. What was the website again? Uh, I think it's at seanmcgenity.ca. Okay, good. So I want to make sure everyone got that. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, you can also reach me on the Meet the Meet the Geeks uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's at the Real Meet the Geeks on Facebook. You can find us there. You can also message us through there. Um, uh, Blinshriek at hotmail is the email address. Of course, all that information is on the website. Website. You can grab it from there, or you can reach me on Twitter if you want to reach me on Twitter at Sean Geek. One word. There you go. There. Get a hold of me. Yeah. We'd love to do it. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, I'm in um, I'm in my driveway. Okay. Looking like some sort of creep prowling my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so I better get out of my car and go in the house. Okay. Well, I've got more. I got more questions for another well, time. Well, do you want to do? So, let's let's. Um, do you want to do another day this week? Uh, if you want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll we'll tack it on this one. We'll have a slightly longer episode. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, you have a good night. We'll see and, you in, uh, yeah, we'll see you in part two. Already. All right. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Okay. Bye. outside did i look outside no yeah. what why what happened it's snowing now snowing yeah i heard something about snow today but i hadn't seen any well, but i haven't uh, on this end of town i can't open my window are <sighs> well, you driving in the snow yeah i mean it's not staying but it's just starting like it's literally just starting but it looks i mean the temperature is going to drop and then uh, yeah. it's gonna stick. Oh, lovely, 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 lovely! Is the season? Is the season? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, continue from where we two? left off. Yeah, let's continue where we left off yesterday. Is that okay. That? You got your list in front okay. of you. Okay. What's that? You got your list in front of you. Yeah, I got my list. Awesome. Okay. I'm ready. First question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Star Wars. Yeah. Because, because of the obvious, or <laughs> it's got well, more of a following, or no? I I think I like the action of Star Wars. There is a definite lack of action in Star Trek, although. Well, the, the new Star Treks are quite good. Like, there's actually a lot more action going on in those ones. Right. There's more of a studio-based show. Yeah. Like, Star Wars is kind of a vast world, whereas, you know, you can tell, Star, you know, I mean, at least the old Star Trek uh, was all in the, you know, studio-based type thing. Well, yeah, it was, it had limited budget and all that stuff, and when it's on TV, you're really limited in what you can do. Right, but um, I, I like I do like some of the storylines off the old Star Trek, um, kind of how it was a mirror to society, that sort of thing. Almost had a Twilight Zone feel to it. Um, so I do like the intellectual side of it, but I think the popcorn guy inside of me likes Star Wars better. Right. Um, but I do like Star Trek quite a bit. Just it hasn't hit with me as often. Right. What about you? Uh, I would say Star Wars. I never was really into... I mean, Star Trek was on when we were younger, and that's the only real version of Star Trek that I really watched. Uh, I think I may have watched the first movie, but then after that, it just kind of... I never really watched any more of that. Does Star Trek have more appeal for you because Eddie Murphy made fun of it? No, no, Star Wars was, was better. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, okay. and I and I only I mean I only recently watched 
uh, you know, the first uh, couple of movies from Star Trek, or the older movies, uh, because like I remember, old, I think... Like the, the old Star Trek movies? No, no, Star Wars. Star Wars, you mean? Okay, you said Star Trek. Yeah, because I, I think you had the, the, the VHS tapes, yep. and I watched it, and, and this was the ones before they cleaned up all the stuff, like, you know, things hovering where you could see the wheels underneath and, oh, yeah. and whatnot. So, so I saw the old version, and then I think I saw the new version, uh, where they kind of cleaned it up, and actually they, they did a, a really good job of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. Okay, here's here's one, uh, you had sent a link actually to the article, uh, so this will be kind of a question regarding that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we're going to have a whole episode talking about the, the news that I dropped on you. That's a whole episode on its own. So okay. we're not going to spoil that episode here. But uh, if I had to pick, pick between the two, Guardians by far. Um, I've, I actually was a, a huge fan of Gu- the Guardians comic book uh, okay. that came out in like the eight, late 80s, early 90s, the original oh, Guardians so, team. So that's where it stemmed from. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sorry. I wasn't aware of, of where it, it came from. No, they... they, they kind of drastically changed it but kind of not in in the comics the old version of it was it was um they were a team in like the i don't know if it was the 35th century or something crazy like that mm-hmm. and uh, one of the members of the team was actually from the 20th century he had been put in suspended animation um he'd been put in suspended animation and then uh, came out of suspended animation in whatever the 31st 35th century or whatever the heck it was. Um, Is that like Encino Man? (laughs) Exactly like Encino Man. Okay. Yeah. um, So I was a, I was a fan of that. It was, it was just cheesy as hell. The comic was, um, but I mean, I don't know. It had a lot of heart. So it was, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, the movie, the movie, uh, the movie was, was excellent. I mean that that director, like he's a director writer. Like I, he's he's amazing. He's really really good. And I actually, I, I'm trying to been meaning to go back and watch some of his other stuff. Yeah, and he's a punk rocker too. So he's a punk rocker. Yeah. Now, if you, now I don't know if I, I I think I may have seen Guardians of the Galaxy the first one. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, if you have. Now, would you sure. recommend seeing the second one or going right straight to Suicide Squad? Because I haven't seen any of those ones yet. Well, Suicide Squad is um, had a lot of potential, but the studio meddled in the original vision that the uh, the director had, and it's it's not very good. The, the story the story doesn't follow any kind of narrative at all okay uh, now uh, the comic book I never really followed the comic book for Suicide Squad either okay so I I mean I, I, I have a couple of issues for sure but uh, I don't know now have they done any have they done any spin-offs from Guardians of the Galaxy not yet. Because I guess, I think Suicide Squad, I get with uh, Birds of Prey, I believe, or something Well, yeah, so the whole thing with Suicide Squad is, um, it, I mean, it made a lot of money because the premise, um, the director, uh, everything out of the gate looked great. But the mm-hmm. studio went in and did an edit on the movie and changed everything around because they didn't like what the director had put together. So they, oh. they kind of ruined it, but there was so much potential in it, and there, no fault of the actors at all. Uh, the actors were all actually quite good. Um, Adam Beach was even in the movie. He's a, a, a Canadian guy, uh, an, um, a First Nations guy, a uh, famous Canadian actor. I think he might actually be from Winnipeg, I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, like there was so much potential. Everybody, everybody agreed that the characters were great, the portrayals were great. Just the the editing of the movie was all messed up. 
So, yeah, there's spinoffs galore that are coming off of that thing. Right. Birds of so, Prey, so, there's a Harley Quinn, possibly. Um, there's going to be more Jared Leto as the Joker coming down the pipe. Yeah. So now, would this be similar to, say, music industry going into the studio and the producers trying to change the music to what they think is going to sell versus what the artist wants to portray? Is that oh, kind of the same idea? That's a great analogy, actually. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But instead of music, it's video. It's kind of the same idea, but different. Yeah, you know what? Format. Yeah, okay. So... We're we're gonna take a little uh, a little sidelong story here. <laughs> You're totally oh, leading. I think me I here. tickled something. Oh, you tickled something. Yeah. Um, there was there was this great band in Winnipeg that I followed and saw a, a bunch of times. Um, and uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I should say it or not. Say which band it was. Uh, well, just 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 say Band X or something. Okay, well, Band X. We'll call them Band okay. X. Not not the actual band Band X because there is a band called Band X. Oh, well, but Brand X. Brand, Brand X. Band okay, X. so yeah, okay, so Band <laughs> X. Um, they uh, they were a prominent band in the scene. Uh, they were opening for a lot of really high profile music uh, artists. Um, they did a lot of tours. Um, they got a they got a grant. Canada to make their first CD, um, which they did with a, a Guess Who guy, one of the guys from the Guess Who. Okay. Um, I might have said too much there, but uh, and then they got a grant to make a music video, which was great, which was awesome. And then they went in and got a grant to do a second CD, so they went into the they went in to do that CD, and I mean they were riding high at this point, like they're on the verge of like total success because they they really hustled and. Right. Um, the producer, a Juno-winning producer, um, they hired him to do their CD, and he came in and said, "Change their sound completely." Um, so they went from a, a guitar-driven band uh, with multiple vocalists, lots of harmonies, lots of harmonies, uh, really good uh, Pink Floyd-like guitar. And um, they were awesome, like complex bass melodies, um, uh, complex song structure and like lyrical style. Like there was a lot of stuff going on in the lyrics. Um, They they were phenomenal. Um, When they went in the studio for the second one, I don't know. I think they limited the writing to one of the members of the band. They toned down the guitar. They amped up the keyboards. And when I say keyboards, I mean keyboards. Like, le- less piano, more keyboard. Like, very prominent. Yeah, like, it wasn't even a good-sounding uh, piano sound. It was a keyboard sound. Right. So they, they made all those changes. Uh, they had multiple vocalists in the band. They reduced it down to one vocalist. Actually, the... the Not my kind of style of singing, but um, probably the most commercially viable in other right. forms of music but definitely not in their form of music so they just diluted they diluted their sound down to one song from the first CD and made all the songs sound like that one song which wasn't a bad song but I don't need to hear the song 13 times well yeah, they're, the going with, album. Yeah. they're going with the formula that works kind of thing yeah. like ACDC you can listen to all their songs they all have the same beat it's just different different tune <laughs> yeah but um yeah it just didn't sound good and uh I don't think the album did very well the first one actually got lots got airplay across Canada speak to the video was featured on much music I mean and it had quote unquote shittier production value because it was done in a lower end studio do I know this band yeah you, you've seen them at least once okay uh, it's a guy I used to work with Okay. Anyway, so that's that's someone getting involved and in changing what the band should be and changing it to something else. Um, so, for example, in in uh, Suicide Squad, uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn were had very prominent roles, I think, in the original edit. And then when the okay. studio came in, they put most of the Joker stuff on the cutting room floor. 
So that's oh. that's like taking the singer, one of the singers away. Right. And then they focus to the majority of the film, like they changed the focus on which characters were, were key. But by doing that, right. they had to change the storyline around, but everything had been shot. So they right. just edited it in a creative way to tell a different story. But wow. it didn't jive. Like there was so many, um, uh, so many editing errors, like where someone, you know, might have their hair parted one way and then parted the other way, you know, within the same scene sort of thing. Just like lots of little things like that because, you know, they edited it the best they could based on the story that the studio wanted to tell versus what the director wanted to tell. You know, moving stuff around. They, I'm sure they moved stuff from the end to the beginning and stuff in the middle towards the end. Like, before they release this stuff, whether it's music or, or the actual movie, do they not sit down with, you know, actual uh, test subjects and say yay or nay? Um... Yeah, well, it's funny because they released the uh, trailer for the movie, and uh, it got top scores. So th- I think that's when they started meddling with the film, Ooh. and they turned it more into a music video than uh, a movie. I think it was like all the commercials for the movies. They just show you the best part of the movie, and then you might as well not even see the movie because there's nothing really left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they they really screwed the pooch. Well, regardless, I, I, I'm going to probably watch it anyway, just because uh, some people say it was good. So yeah. I'll, I'll have to give you my, my two cents after I've seen it. Yeah, actually, I would, uh, let's do that on the show. I'd be curious okay. to let me know when you're going to do it, and I'll rewatch it at the same time. Okay. Uh, ready for the next question? Yep. Uh, acoustic drums versus electronic drums. Oh, we talked, we did this one before. What's we did that? a whole episode on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, next question. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I know you you um, you do the, the the tabletop gaming. Yep. Okay, and you're you're one of the game masters. Yep. Now, uh, being a game master versus just being the player. Oh. Yeah, that's a really hard one. You know what? It really depends. So the the same kind of it's kind of the same factors both ways. So if you're playing in a game, it mm-hmm. all boils down to the um, to the to the GM. Whoever's yeah. running the game can make for the best experience as a player, mm-hmm. and the the best players can make for being having the best experience as a GM. But you can have one player ruin... So if you have one good GM, Mm -hmm. it almost doesn't matter who you're playing with. He's able to keep those uh, other players in check and make sure that everybody has a good time. Like, a really good GM can do that. Um, Conversely, if you're a GM and you're running a game, all it takes is one player to ruin the entire dynamic. (laughs) So, um, I've... I've probably done more GMing than not because I like to be in control, I guess. So I'd probably say GMing, I guess. Okay. But I really love playing. I just... It kind of depends. Yeah. I have a certain style I like to play. Right. When I play, and there's a million different styles of GMing that you can do. Some that are hard. It's all all about the rules. Uh, Some other ones, it's all about the storytelling. Sometimes it's a... You know, middle middle road. So, yeah, I, it, I I do love playing though. In fact, we're playing on Saturday, a brand new game. Is this the uh, is this this is a, an actual game that's out there, or is this one that you've modified? No, no, no. I'm I'm not running it. I'm playing in it. Oh, you're playing it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be. Uh, let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, seven or eight players. There will be. Oh, that should be good. Yeah. Going classic Dungeons and Dragons, uh, first or second edition? I'm not sure which one he's decided on. Oh my god. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> Way back. Yeah, 
and there's Traveler. That's the only one I've ever really played. Yeah, Traveler's, uh, Traveler's fun, but super, uh, super complex on the rules. D&D First Edition is, tell me what you want to do. It's more like that. Okay. All right, next question. Yep. Uh, okay, so say there's um, a movie that's come out that's come from a book. Yep. And many of them have, have happened that a lot of times, sometimes the book is better than the movie, sometimes the movie is better than the book, it kind of all depends. Now, for yourself, movie versus book uh, for a particular movie. No, it, it doesn't... You can pick any 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 show or book that you want. Okay. Um, generally, the book is better, but when it comes to the, a comic book being converted to a movie, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of movies that have done it better than the comic. But when it comes to just like a straight book, the right. movie rarely is not as good as the book. Right. More detail. Yeah there's, yeah, there's more detail in the book. A movie is always chopped down, you know. Like, I mean, if you're going to translate a book into a movie, the movie would be six hours long or longer, right? Yeah, so, true enough. So that's, you know, a movie is usually an abridged version of a book, for lack of a better word. But um, in terms of comic books, like, there's, um, there's, all the, there's all the movies that are done, um, like, based on... Um, Oh, God. What's the writer's name now? Uh, Kick-Ass. He did Kick-Ass. He did... Um... Oh, my God. What's the other one? <laughs> Kick-Ass Wanted. Kick-Ass 2. A couple other ones. Oh. Anyway. He's in Kick-Ass. No, it's not Jackass, right? No, no, no. Kick-Ass? Not Jackass. Kick-Ass, okay. yeah. Um, that writer... Uh, and a lot, and he actually a lot of the stuff he did for Marvel comics was interpreted into the Marvel movies as well. Right. Um, he's a great writer, but I generally I see one of his movies and I go back, I go and read the comic, and the comic usually starts out great and ends really poorly. That's how I find with that writer. Um, and it's it's just because it's not my style, it's not what I'm into. Oh, okay. But um, his books start out a particular way and then blow up in your face pretty much and just get all like really freaking weird yeah, so your um, expectations are totally different than, than what comes on you yeah 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 like um, yeah that that's what I would say about that um, I think in a, a good example uh, and most people will disagree with me was there was a movie called The Watchmen yeah and uh, it was based on the comic it was a super long movie, and they included a lot of the stuff from the comic. The comic was only 12 issues long, mm-hmm. so they were able to cover actually most of the stuff. But in the movie, it was actually almost frame for frame the same as the comic book. In fact, yeah, it was mostly frame for frame. It was almost like they did a complete retelling frame for frame of the comic, which is great. Um, and, but the only thing is they changed the ending in the movie. Why would you go through all the effort? I know it seems weird to go right? through all. And you know how many diehard fans are. You know whether it's you know especially like Star Wars or something, and, and if something misquotes something or says, well, no, in actuality, this is what happened. Or the, you know, it'd be the same thing when they're doing this movie where everything's frame for frame. Because anytime you watch any type of movie that's related to a book, it's always different. Yeah. I mean, why not make it at least? I mean, even if it's not the same length, like. Because if you had the book, I mean, you'd have you know watching the movie for three weeks. But even if you condensed it down, at least follow the same storyline. Don't you know? <laughs> because if the book was that successful, and you're wanting to watch the movie of the book, don't change the movie. Well, the, the comic is the most successful comic I think of all time. Like it, it was in the top twenty bestsellers list for like thirty years, um, or top fifty or top hundred or whatever it was. But it still sells, and every once in a while, there's a spike in sales, and it makes the top ten again. But um, the ending of the movie, I actually liked better because the ending of the book, of the comic, was really convoluted and complex and the way, and it was a giant vagina, basically, in the end. 
This is a comic? Yes. Because oh. uh, the guy has, uh, he does, whatever. Alan Moore is the writer. He, he tends to go into the dirty side of things in his comic books. Like, his comics are always very, very adult. That's um, his style? Yeah, so I, there was this big monster in the end, and this there was a giant vagina, for lack of a better word. Like That's what a lot of people call it. Um, they actually got rid of that in the film, possibly, maybe because that's exactly what it looks like. But okay. they actually changed it and tied it in in a much tighter, more concise fashion than the comic did. And they actually... The, like the villain's motivations all that stuff is exactly the same but the villain actually used a more convenient in the in the movie a more convenient way of defeating the 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 problem or the issue so the issue they have throughout the movie he found a better way to defeat it than they did in the comic book far, so it made more sense well yeah it was more psychological right but he he, he played one of the characters and used that character to make to save to save the world the villain did so the mm-hmm. villain actually saved the world that's a different twist yeah I mean he saved different. the world in the comic but he did it in a different kind of way like he introduced something that wasn't you know something brand new in the comic he, something brand new was introduced oh to, to to end the book and in the comic they used what was already there and pre-existing right. and it just it tied as from a writer's perspective, I thought it was a much cleaner, more definitive uh, ending. Hmm. Okay. Now most people will disagree with me because they they love, you know, the, the comic books. But um, that was the only issue I had with the comic book. It was an okay ending, but I just I don't know it. It was fantastic for fantastic <laughs> sake instead of just telling the story. Right, because he's telling this good story, and it's all about character. It's all about narrative. It's all about uh, pacing um, and how it goes. And in the end, he's just like, "Okay, fuck all that, and let's throw a giant, giant monster that looks like a female anatomy." <laughs> and that's the bad guy. <laughs> and that just, was the it, bad guy. It's just so random. It was just so random. But I mean, where did that come from? Just yeah, I mean, that field. Well, he put he pushes buttons like that. That's kind of his style. So, I mean, I was okay with it in the comic, but when I saw how the movie did, I'm like, that is actually better. Like, I like it better. I think Corey might agree with me on that, because I think Corey liked the movie, too. The movie was, like, I thought the movie was great. It didn't do the numbers that they wanted it to do. Because, um, I mean, that comic is so dark. You can't, that can't be a mainstream hit with a comic right. that dark. Kind of a cult following, more so? Or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it. In comics, people buy stuff that aren't necessarily going to translate to movies in terms of sales. Right. You know, like like a really good book, like The Grapes of Wrath, probably doesn't make for a blockbuster movie, but everybody's read it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Watchmen, but, you know, you move Watchmen to the big screen, unless you're going to change it and modernize it, modernize it and change a bunch of things, you're not going to get that big of an audience. You just right. can't. I mean... You can't make a blockbuster out of something so dark and depressing. Oh, like no. you know, it's gotta be. It's gotta have popcorn to it. And this movie didn't have that. Didn't have enough popcorn, and it couldn't from the story it was told from. So, but anyway, it'd be a certain person and like a certain style, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, nature of the podcast is when I get home, I sign off. <laughs> I'm home in the driveway. So you're I, home. Uh, yeah. So I better uh, better let you go. Okay. All right, then. All right, so, so, uh, so thanks for this. This is actually a lot of fun. Oh, so, good. Um, good. I ran out of geeky questions. The rest of them were just, yeah. just random. So <laughs> I want to um, I want to do this again, but I want to do it you, me, Corey in the same room. Okay. And then uh, more of a, like, I'll throw something out for both of you, and you both have to defend your argument against the other. Something more oh. along those lines. I think that'd be fun. The debate team. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, if you want, I mean, we could probably come here, whatever. We can grab that microphone. And yeah. Yours is the central up. location, so I think that would work grab really a, well. Grab three chairs and we'll huddle around the microphone. And, and maybe we'll, we should YouTube it at the same time. Maybe do the whole gamut here. I think that'll be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right, then. All right. So we'll see sign off. We'll see you on the flip side. Already. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye.